0: Things are heating up. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good morning. We're moving on today in the second part of this teaching in Luke 11. Uh, we are going to be finishing the chapter today. Uh, we're picking up where Jesus left off in his confrontation with the Pharisees and the experts in the law. And he began to speak. Um, statements of warning uh, against them. Woe to you, Pharisees, uh, was the frequent refrain, and he picks up on that again today uh, as he speaks forth a couple of more woe to you statements. Um, And the confrontation picks up right where it left off, this time just with a different question asker. And we'll see that the result of this conversation is prompting the Pharisees and the teachers of the law to fiercely oppose Jesus and to find ways of tripping him up so they might have a chargeable religious offense, which in terms of their uh, the metrics of their uh, religious governing body, they would have a right by which to um, deem him a blasphemer. And by way of that designation, they would have a right to sentence him to death. And so this is their plan for getting rid of Jesus. Uh, This confrontation is a powerful one. Uh, We see Jesus um, powerfully confronting this opposition uh, because he knows their hearts and he's deeply aware of what they do and how they operate and uh, that they're corrupt on the inside while trying to look so good on the outside. Maybe you know some people like that, too. I've run into a few. Sometimes I've been that person, unfortunately, Uh, and maybe we all have at different times. Um, Well, as we uh, customarily do, uh, before we get into the Word, we spend some time in the presence of the Father, so let's do that. Heavenly Father, we love you today, and I give you thanks for your Word. I give you thanks for these friends who are studying alongside of me. And Jesus, we pray that you would uh, teach us from your Word all that you would have us to know. Uh, and Father, that you would deepen our insight into your word. And Lord, also, you would um, give us a direct sense of how you might be calling us to apply this word into our own lives. How does this understanding translate into things that we need to know for our spiritual lives? Uh, are there warnings that you have for us are there things from this teaching that we can apply so that we might not wind up in the same situation as the pharisees and the teachers of the law um, it's not a good thing when the creator of the universe is speaking woes to you and so help us lord to learn from this interaction um, and to apply it in ways that would lead to our ongoing growth and grace Love you so much, Jesus, and we thank you for your patience with us. We thank you that uh, you went to the wall for us, Lord. (laughs) I just know where I'd be without you, and I'm so grateful for you today. Thank you so much, Lord. Teach us today, and we are open and ready. And we pray all these things in your name, Amen. All right, Luke 11, uh, starting in verse 45. One of the experts in the law answered him, "Teacher." When you say these things, you insult us also. (laughs) Jesus replied, And you experts in the law, woe to you, because you load people down with burdens they can hardly carry, and you yourselves will not lift one finger to help them. Woe to you, because you build tombs for the prophets, and it was your ancestors who killed them. So you testify that you approve of what your ancestors did. They killed the prophets, and you build their tombs. Because of this, God in his wisdom said, I will send them prophets and apostles, some of whom they will kill and others they will persecute. Therefore, this generation will be held responsible for the blood of all the prophets that has been shed since the beginning of the world, from the blood of Abel to the blood of Zechariah, who was killed between the altar and the sanctuary. Yes, I tell you, this generation will be held responsible for it all. Woe to you, experts in the law, because you have taken away the key to knowledge. You yourselves have not entered, and you have hindered those who were entering. When Jesus went outside, the Pharisees and the teachers of the law began to oppose him fiercely and to besiege him with questions, wanting to catch him in something that he might say. So the confrontation continues, and uh, now we have a different question asker in uh, verse 45, or presumably a different question asker. It says, one of the experts in the law. So we don't know if that's the one that began the conversation or not, I guess. Uh, And Jesus replied to him uh, after he, uh, in his little wounded ego, said, Lord, when you say these things, you insult us. they don't understand who it is that's confronting them they think it's another rabbi another good teacher how dare he insult their intelligence how dare he insult their application of the law this is the god of the universe you fool and he is confronting you about the corruption of your hearts wake up smell the coffee get with the program Jesus is confronting what he knows about your hearts because he made you and he knows you intimately. Every fiber of your being, he knows how every sinew of your, of your, uh, of the tissue of your body was knitted together in your mother's womb because he was there. He was the one breathing the breath of life into your lungs. And yet you fail to see who it is you're talking to. Oh, Jesus, help us. And he confronts them and he says, you experts in the law, you load people down with these burdensome legal regulations that go beyond the intent of the law. You've applied burdensome uh, regulation after regulation after regulation. You have perverted the law of God. You've made it burdensome to people so that they're so weighed down. Uh, this is not what God intends. This is not what God intended. God intended that this would uh, this system of um, providing sacrifices for their sins would would liberate them to feel the freedom of God, uh, but instead you 've weighed them down with these burdensome regulations uh, and you don 't even lift a finger to help them you don 't care. Woe to you because you 've knowingly or unknowingly, supported the killing of the prophets. You build the prophets' tombs, and it was your ancestors who killed them. You're an accessory to that crime. And so he confronts them. He says, this generation will be responsible for all the blood of the prophets. It's a powerful, powerful statement. You think that you are somehow better because you're memorializing the prophets by building them tombs? You're just like them. You're going to be held responsible for it all, Jesus says. He goes on, woe to you experts in the law because you've taken away the key to knowledge. They don't bring understanding and insight. They bring confusion. They don't help people understand the word of God. They confuse them. Why? So that their power is protected. If they keep the people needy of their interpretations and needy of the priests for carrying out the expectations of the law, then the people certainly are not intelligent enough and not spiritual enough to understand what God might be trying to say to them. And so they they create a barrier to understanding. They create a barrier to knowledge. They keep people from God. How guilty they must be in the eyes of God for these things that they've done. When Jesus left the room, who knows, maybe in frustration <laughs> over the, the conversation that he's having with them, I imagine he got pretty passionate The teachers of the law began to fiercely oppose him, Luke tells us. They were plotting against him. And so they came back with even more heated questions. And they pushed, and they pushed, and they pushed, looking for ways that they might trip Jesus up. And Jesus obviously met the test because he knew their hearts and he knew exactly what they were trying to do. And so he came and he spoke truth. Uh, And the truth... uh, (laughs) only sheds a light on what's most true of us. So his uh, responses only reflected the light back on them, and they couldn't handle it. These are powerful things, and um, I'm reminded of how many times in my own journey with Jesus, his words of truth have have shown a spotlight on my weaknesses and my flaws, the corruption within my soul, and made me either... See it through the lens of his uh, reality or run and try to hide from it. And you can't hide from it for long. And because he loved me, he pursued me with truth. And he forced me to take a look and he forced me to get real. And he forced me to see my stuff by keeping it in front of me. And then he lovingly received me and said, but despite all these things, Eli, I forgive you and I love you. And I want to walk with you, and I want you to be free from the guilt and the shame and the burdensome weight of these things that are keeping you from me. I only point them out because I want you to come clean, and I want you to get real, and I care about your integrity, and I care about your character. And that's why he points out our sin, not to rub it in our faces, but to set us free. The Bible says it's the truth that sets you free. It is the truth that liberates us. And that's a good thing. What is it that's holding you back? What lies do you believe about yourself? What sins cloud your vision and keep you uh, from the key to knowledge? All right, my friends, that's enough for today. God bless you as you continue to ponder his word. And I thank you so much for spending some time with us today. God bless.